Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You're now tuned to the sounds of Maximum FM Studios. It is your man, DM Cool, and welcome to Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. Pop up at a box spot, and I'm on your way, go. We invading airwaves. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Indeed, indeed. Tell a friend to tell a friend that we're live on the airwaves because we have a lot of stuff to get to tonight. Later on in the show, I got my man Tremaine, a.k.a. Mr. Stay Out Late, in studio. We'll be discussing some music and a whole bunch of things that are happening within pop culture as we normally do. But before we get to that portion, man, you guys already know that there's some stuff that I got to get off my chest. So on that note, I think it's time to uh, let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Now, as we all know, it is April 20th, 2018. 420, which means it's let's celebrate weed day. All right. So there ain't nothing wrong with that. Everything everything about that is all gravy as long as you're, you know, smoking responsibly and what have you, not causing too much havoc or mischief. Um, but what I want to talk about in regards to like marijuana and stuff like that is a lot of the progression that people are trying to make in order to legalize marijuana, basically. Now I know there are certain provinces in Canada that do legalize or certain municipalities that do with certain restrictions and what have you. But what I want to discuss is why is it in 2018 that it's still stigmatized throughout certain parts of the world, not just in Canada? I feel like if you're still able to legalize cigarettes and alcohol, for example, things that could potentially kill you, if not used correctly, then why is there such a stigma on marijuana? Like, why is it being put into the same category as, let's say, heroin or cocaine and be uh, uh, categorized as a gateway drug, so to speak. I think all that is very, it's very brash. Um, it kind of paints the picture with a broad brush in a sense. And I feel like if people actually did their research about, you know, some of the benefits of smoking marijuana, then they would understand why it would be absolutely ludicrous to put it in that same boat as cocaine or whatever hard drug is out there. Because first and foremost, when have you ever heard any medical benefits with any of the hard drugs that are out there? Like, when has it ever been a good idea to consume opioids, uh, opiates within within heroin? You know what I mean? Like, you've never heard it before. Maybe, maybe to a certain extent, morphine, but at, at the same time, it's not something that you want to consume on a regular basis. That's only if you're in some sort of st- uh, critical condition when you're when you're being hospitalized. But nonetheless, I digress. Um, in regards to marijuana. If you, even if you go to athletes, for example, there are a lot of athletes out there who advocate for the usage of marijuana, responsibly, of course. As a matter of fact, I was on Bleacher Report today, and they're doing you know, a Q&A with a whole bunch of ex-athletes. So people like Matt Barnes, for example, were speaking on the benefits of, of um, marijuana and, and cannabis oil and what have you. Same with Al Arrington, who's actually been a big advocate of legalizing marijuana and opening up his own his own his own medical shop for it ever since his retirement from the NBA. And I feel like when people actually sit down and read the benefits that could potentially come with the responsible use of marijuana, for example, then I think people might be able to kind of open up their eyes in regards to that. But even let's say it's not for medical usage. Let's say you want to use it for recreational purposes. I mean, we're already smoking cigarettes for recreational purposes. We're already drinking alcohol for recreational purposes. So why not marijuana in in all states or provinces or wherever the case may be? Like, for example, I'm sure if it were to be legalized, you know, globally at one point in time, there would be certain contingencies that come with it. So, for example, you can't drink and drive whenever you're consuming alcohol or else you're going to get pulled over for obvious reasons. And you can only have your alcohol levels at a certain point before you can actually take the wheel. I think if something like that can be used for marijuana, for example, if you are deciding to smoke marijuana recreationally, then I think that is something that could be fairly put in place because obviously you don't want anybody impaired to take the road. And then let's get to cigarettes, for example. I mean, 
let's talk about cigarettes. Like, it actually says on the damn label that it can kill you. And for whatever reason, it's still legalized. Yet we look at marijuana as the cousin of Satan himself for reasons that are incomprehensible in my opinion. So I feel like if you can actually openly sell cigarettes, of course, you have to be 19 or older in some countries to do it. And you can sell it, you know, from the from the back shelf of the convenience store, whether that shelf is, you know, blocked or not. You should still be able to sell marijuana. You should be able to smoke it freely within your own free will. I don't. I still don't understand why there's a stigma behind it. I feel as though we have done enough time, research, and efforts to figure out the benefits of marijuana, cannabinoid oils, and, and and all these things that are put together. So I feel like the rest of the world needs to be a bit more progressive in that regard and see that there are benefits to it. I mean, this is this just might be me speaking out loud, but I feel like there's a lot of people that would agree with that sentiment as well. The question is, do you agree with that sentiment? Do you feel that marijuana should be legalized, whether it's for medicinal use, recreational use, or both, to be honest? Do you think that cigarettes, for example, should be banned and outlawed in the same fashion that marijuana has for so many years? Should marijuana and alcohol be put on the same level and same pedestal as far as what you can use it for as far as recreational purposes are concerned and what limit you can be at cognitively if you want to take the wheel or something of that sort? Either way, let me know. Hit me up on all social media accounts at Cool Radio CC. And if you are celebrating 420, or let's be honest, if every day for you is 420, then I would only ask that you are responsible with your usage of marijuana. So keep that in mind. Now, after the commercial break, yeah, I got my man Tremaine in studio. We're going to talk a lot of stuff tonight, man. It's, it's going to be a good one. It's definitely going to be a good one. Before we get to him, however, we're going to get to one commercial break. We're going to play some music. And this one comes by way of Jadena. And this one's called Chief Don't Run. It's only on Cool Radio. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it is your man, DM Cool. And this is Cool Radio. And finally, it's time for the guest portion of the evening. This gentleman is no stranger to Cool Radio. However, it is his first time in the new dig since we moved from the Mississauga campus. We're now doing it big time in downtown Toronto. Uh, this guy is a very eccentric performer when he's on stage, and his music has a lot of deep cuts to it. We're going to talk about all that good stuff and more. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, my man Tremaine is in studio right now looking Gucci. Ah, 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 ah. You already know men have to stay Gucci when they pull up in the radio. You can't see my face, but like... You know, it affects things. We out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How you been, man? How you been? It's been a while since you've been on the show. For real, B. I'm glad to be back. It's uh, long overdue, you know? Yeah, yeah. Long, long overdue. Hey, never late, but always on time, right? Know, I'm happy I'm here. You know, I, it's no Hennessy, but I, <laughs> I, got, I got a water bottle. Listen, you're kind of late on the, on the Henny call, man. Should have hit me up like at least a day in advance. Could have made something work, some arrangements. You got you to keep up with breakfast. Ain't you watching Breakfast Club? Breakfast Club, they got a whole Henny bottle there because what they're trying to do is take the truth out. Everybody knows Henny brings the truth out. So you leave a Henny bottle for all of your guests uh-huh. so that after the second sip, they're just like telling you all the shit. But see, they got the Henny out because they're sponsored. It's That's why. Still. I'm trying to get to that. But once <laughs> I get to that point, trust me, you'll see rows on rows on rows of Henny or whatever, you know, whoever wants to shout out that money to me. Well, yeah, well, talk to me, bro. You know, yeah, I could be that guy for you. I could bring the sponsorships to you. you know okay, saying? okay. That's what's up. That's what I hear. <laughs> then I'll have you on here next week and the week after. How about that? Oh, you basically have to change the show name from <laughs> Cool Radio to Cool Entry. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, man. So, tell me something about the Stay Out Late movement, man. How did that come up? How did that come about? Um, so, I mean, like most people know the, the whole story, the whole digs. Um, you know, me and a bunch of my homies from high school. Uh, shout out Jay Park. Shout out Scott Free. Uh, shout out Erks. Uh, we started a movement in Brampton. Brought that movement to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mess shit up all your cats, right? Yeah, you can swear, you can swear. Feel free. <laughs> Speak freely. We fucked a bunch of shit up at like <laughs> a million spots in Toronto, performing yeah. all over the place. Um, then took a hiatus to get the social media and shit right. And mm-hmm. then once that like all worked out, 
now we're in the process where we're basically like launching scott and he's doing stupid numbers on on spotify apple make sure you listen to uh substance and abuse and the entire season one right and uh yeah man just like make sure you follow the movement because it's about to get big it's about to blow the hell up that's a sub yeah shouts to four eyes yeah yo that's what's up, man. I love it. I love it. Because I remember I remember you guys coming up, man, like way, way back when I first had you guys on Cool Radio back in like 2013, man. You guys were rolling through like it was like the ASAP mob and stuff like that, man. I loved it. Because like you don't see that often anymore, man. Like It's true. almost like a lost art. It's so true. to see that again, especially for something that's Toronto-based, for something that's Canadian-based, like that says a lot as well because it shows you that there is strength in numbers as well and like each one teach one in, in that regard. But that's like what I feel like is an important thing that we all need to learn and it's there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's there. It's embedded, but it's just like I feel like there's a lot of internal fighting that goes on in a lot of the camps that has them not shine because like I'm out there all the time. I mm-hmm. see a lot of camps like Stay Out Late that are out there yeah. and it's just like one thing away from like that, them being like the perfect camp and blowing. So it's like, right. you know, 2018, let's get it all right, bro. I mean, I feel like it's going to be a real big summer. There's a lot of fucking energy in the streets. Six mm-hmm. buzz, six buzz, you know? That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> uh, you, I mean, we know Drake's dropping a project. Yep. We know OVO Fest is happening this year. Yep. And, like, fuck, the city's going crazy with all the hoodmans that are blowing up left, right, and center, but then getting sent to jail. So. Yeah, I know, right? You didn't have the cheating on the baby mom. Shout out uh, Tristan Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We'll get into that one later on. <laughs> but nonetheless, man. Um, so speaking of which, man, let's talk about, you know, a lot of the music that's that's coming out, you know, recently within like this current generation, what have you. Okay. I mean, the pool is a lot wider nowadays because of the internet and what have you. And you still have your opportunity to check out artists that have like a lot of good content to what they're putting out. But then you have just as big of a chance of coming across a lot of artists who don't really have a whole lot of substance to what they create too. And like, I feel like that stuff gets a lot more of the shine than let's say someone who does have a lot more meaningful content. So how do you combat against that? Say that one more time. Yeah. Yeah. So long story short, there's a large talent pool, basically, nowadays because of the internet. A lot of artists out there have a lot of good content, but there's a lot of artists who don't really have a lot of good content, but they get most of the shine nowadays because, you know, internet and social media numbers, et cetera, et cetera. So what's your way of kind of, like, combating against that, basically? Okay, okay. Yeah, sorry. The first time I was looking for that, because I know we're going to talk about this. Right, right, right. <laughs> when we were talking about Beyonce off, offline. Right, right. And that performance, I was looking for the freaking quote. No worries, no worries. It's all good. If it was, like, Patti LaBelle. If you know, let me know. Right. Hit my hit my line. Shout out to Beehive, by the way. You guys are relentless. <laughs> um, to combat that, mm-hmm. in all honesty, I feel like it's something. <laughs> it's funny. This will segue into like J Cole, but I feel like yeah. it's that it's something that we're struggling to do right now. A lot of artists uh-huh. and like the thing that that astonishes me is when I look at the numbers, because like at the end of the day, that's to me what makes the most sense. And like I feel like music is dying because of the fact that all of these like shitty rappers are getting looks because now it's not about the the music it's Mm -hmm. about basically just like everything's being consumed like it's on instagram right so all these like instagram famous people or or youtube famous people or whatever you're doing to keep your buzz up Mm -hmm. it takes away from like the value of music because now people are consuming your music either just for the controversy yeah or just for whatever turn up song that they that they need to know for the club so it's like i hear it once i cool i can just like listen to it when, it when i get to the club yeah yeah um so that's what i feel like is like an interesting thing so to be honest i don't really know how you combat it i feel like there's a lot of ways that you can kind of like experiment and uh i guess kind of like figure out how to who said this oh um charlemagne okay said this on uh, Brilliant Idiots. Mm-hmm. So he was talking about being uh, a well-rounded artist yeah. and the fact that musicians can't just be musicians anymore. You right. have to be able to have multiple platforms. Yeah. So the best example of it is Drake. Right, Drake right. made himself a meme as an artist, yeah. and that's like been his thing. So now whatever Drake does, wherever he does, people are waiting because they want to be the first to turn that into a meme. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's like a big thing. It's, like, it's huge. Right. Um, yeah. It's funny you mention that because I know exactly which episode you're talking about because I listened to that one like a couple weeks ago. Okay. Being like a multi-platform artist, I exactly. think he mentioned Cardi B and like a, yep, a few yep, a few yep. other people as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think it's important that like 
And it's funny he said that, and you're mentioning that right now, because a lot of artists nowadays, they're not just recording artists. They're moguls in their own right. So like, they may have like their own clothing line, for example, or they may have a small percentage stake in like a sports team, for example. They may have their own TV show. They may be working on it behind the scenes. Like You look at somebody like Donald Glover, for example. I mean, he's been the jack of all trades for God knows how long now, right? So he's, he's not only a musician. He's a playwright. He's an actor. He's a stand-up comedian, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, it's definitely important in this day and age that you let your arts for itself, whereas if you have somebody like a little Zan or Takashi Six Nine who lets the controversy speak for them rather than the music, then they fade out quickly. You know, I, I call it the Azalea Banks syndrome, essentially. Mm, damn, it's, it's, it's facts, though. It's facts, man. Like I hear her complain more than I hear her music, and I've heard her music before. It's not bad. Like it's pretty decent Yo, music that's from what the, I've heard. That's the thing that hurts my heart is I feel like Azalea Banks is one of the best. Lyricist, yeah, out of all the females, right? Like she can flow, like she can spit. Her last single was fucking dumb, bro. right? It was tight, but like when you have so much controversy, it takes away from a lot of the music. It does, and you nobody I mean? wants to mess with you because you're you're a head case. Exactly, pretty much. You know, nobody feels comfortable sending out a tweet being like, "Yo, I fuck with that new Azalea Banks," because people be like, "What the fuck?" I know, right? <laughs> like a little problem star. Like, like if she had like no skill at all, then like that that'd be one thing. Yeah. But it's the fact that she actually does have skill that it hurts your head, like because mm-hmm. you can't wrap your head around it essentially. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's just like with like. A lot of the artists out here nowadays, like they're more concerned about their social media numbers, about like what kind of antics they're gonna get into versus the actual music itself. So it's mm-hmm. like, how long can you sustain that for? How long can you be the court jester? Well, I feel like the funny thing about that mm-hmm. is that I feel like that's something that has been set up like unnaturally by how big things like Instagram and, and YouTube and everything has has come up yeah and the fact that literally every single day mm-hmm. there's a new star that pops up right yeah so it's like everybody thinks it's like playing the lotto right. everybody thinks that it's that fucking easy that you can just buy a ticket and exactly. like you'll win yeah and like our parents they all grew up in a time where like it was routine like every week I have to buy my lotto ticket my dad still buys lotto tickets you know what man. I'm saying <laughs> and it's just like how many of y'all really seen that work? Yeah. You know what I mean? And with, like, the celebrity, with, like, the YouTube shit, it's the same thing. It's like, how many of y'all have actually seen that work? So don't wait for that shit, man. Right. You have to actually take a step back from it all. Like, Nicki Minaj had a dope interview on uh, Zane Lowe. Uh, I saw that one. Where she was talking about... Okay, fine. It wasn't that dope. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I'm like, where is he going with this? But there was one thing that she said that was hella important that I feel like we have to take into consideration, and that's that when she was writing, when she decided that she wanted to focus on the music, Uh she took a step back from all social media so that she could focus on it properly because she didn't want to be caught up in, like, who's tweeting this and who's, like, sending that, boom, boom, boom. Like, if you're going to do something, you have to take a step back and be like, all right, how can I organize this? And keep in consideration how powerful social media is. Right. But you can't be spending time, like, on it, on it, on it while you're trying to figure out the plan. Right. Figure out the plan and then put that inside of the plan. Yeah. And then you'll have your moment where it's like, all right, it's important right now. I have to show my face. Right. Step back and keep moving. Exactly. somebody else to fucking run. Right. Like, organize before you mobilize, essentially. Boom. There you go. Let's talk about Beyonce real quick. Mm. All right. Because we were kind of talking about this, like, uh, off, off the air for a moment. Um... A lot of people went crazy for her performance at Coachella. It was almost two hours long. I didn't watch the full two hours. Uh, I watched like like highlights and snippets of it. And a lot of people were now saying that she's probably the greatest performer of our generation. Wowza. Would you agree with that statement? Um, okay, so here's how I feel about that. Okay. My two favorite performances I've ever seen, right. coincidentally, Beyonce and Kanye. Okay. Right. Wh- which Kanye performance is there a particular um, one? The one that I the one that I saw was Yeezus. Eh. Okay. Okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yeah. and I, my favorite thing is uh, a friend of mine posted a clip and like of the Yeezus uh, performance. Right. And it's just like he's not the most. The difference between Kanye and Beyonce is Kanye is pure passion like uh-huh. it's all just like from the heart yeah i'm 100 percent sure and like we know this with the rants sometimes he will get on the stage and not know what the fuck he's gonna do right it's like it comes out right sometimes it's fucking gold sometimes it's not trust me <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that later on in the show too i got some stuff lined Beyonce, up <laughs> on the other hand she is like the last mm-hmm. of a generation that came up where it's like oh i'm going on tour yeah i have to like make sure that i'm doing like a 
a two-hour workout a day, yep. and then we have to go perform, like practice, uh, rehearse for like two hours in that day as yep. well. And she will train like an athlete, right, to be able to do these things. Yeah, basically, and that's super important, mm-hmm. and it works for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing that I love more from Kanye, and this is just me because like I'm more of a, of a person who I like passion i like conviction i like that side of music where it's like real yeah. like i'm a mary j blige fan i'm a lauren hill fan for those things it's just like right when they sing you know it's coming from the fucking heart like they're crying actually right you know what i mean and like beyonce is amazing but she's very technical that's the reason why i like solange over beyonce as well we won't get into that sure sure <laughs> but anyways like um with kanye he, uh, my homie posted this clip and it was like when he was about to play Runaway mm-hmm. and he goes up to the MPC and he just starts bing mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah. and then he like the the way that you know your crowd so much where you know that last note when they hit they're gonna go crazy yeah. and then you don't hit it yeah. and you step back and you have them just like yeah, you have them in nuts. the palm of your hands, essentially. You have them in the palm of your hands that's amazing mm-hmm. Beyonce is more of a person who like she has a coach of people and they've choreographed this perfectly so it's like stick to the routine right the routine is absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. and it's amazing and there's a, a purpose for it but i'll never i don't think i'll ever put beyonce over kanye right and that's fine because like at the end of the day artists subjective right so like yeah. everyone's gonna have their opinion but i will say that she is definitely at the top right right now i i agree with that like she's definitely like one of like if not the best performer of this generation, I would say, regardless of what genre it is. Yeah. She's up there. I would even put Kendrick Lamar up there as well, because anytime I've seen his performances on television, yeah, his his performances... I don't know. I, I, I put him up there, personally. <laughs> and you know what? Have you seen him live? I've never seen him live, like, in person. I've never seen him live in person before. All I know is that all the performances I've seen, whether it's the Grammys or VMAs or anything of the sort, he usually pulls out his bag of tricks and just goes all in from what I've seen in comparison to anyone else. Like his his grand performance from, I think it was 2016, I'm pretty sure. Imagine Dragons? No, no, not that one, not that one. It was the one afterwards where he performed uh, tracks off of to Pimper Butterfly, so he did. Uh, we were gonna be all right. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, the one where he had like the 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 African map like on in the oh, background yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. Compton in the middle. That was the one where I'm just like, oh shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that one gave me the feels for 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 real. So the one thing that I will say about Kendrick is that he, whenever he has the main stage, mm-hmm. he's not flopping. He's coming with it. Yeah, he's coming with that heat. I, that I respect. Yeah, there's a lot of people who got that opportunity. If they just dropped the ball, like even this this year in the Grammys in February, or January, I think actually, when he opened up the Grammys with his performance, mm-hmm. and he opened with the record, oh, um, what was the Red Light Green Light? I think that was the name of the record. Yeah. But then when when you hear the the gunshots going off, it's like, f your family, f your mother, f your father. Everyone's just going down one by one, and to me that represented every slain black person in America by yeah. by the hands of by the hands of police. So he's doing that. And I'm just like, yo. How is he getting away with this right now? And I love it. You know what I mean? Like, it was great. It was great. And then, like, we later found out that some of those songs were on the Black Panther soundtrack. So it was beautiful, like, in all sorts of directions, really. So, yeah, I definitely think he's up there as far as, like, one of the best performers of the generation. Beyonce as well. She's been putting in the work for, for like, 20 years now almost, I think. It's insane. It's insane. But, yeah, I think still, you know, the king of performances or, like, the rule of performances is still Michael Jackson, in, in my humble opinion. Like, I feel like... He is the only person that could really transcend any type of demographic, like age, gender, race. Like he is, he is the exception to the rule of you can't please everyone. Mm. He literally pleases everyone, or a little bit of everyone. Mm. Like he's the only, he's the only exception to the rule that I can, I can think of. Maybe Prince, but definitely Michael. I would say, like he's probably the king of, you know. Entertainment, if I would say, if I had to, if I had to really put a name down on it, I don't know if anyone's gonna be touching his crown, but he's definitely at the epicenter of that. But as far as the generational standpoint is concerned, it's probably Beyonce as of right now, if anything. Oh yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, we're gonna get to the games portion now. All right, we're gonna we're gonna play a few games. Get it. You know, get get the crowd entertained at home. So, with that being said, first game we got is called Cool or Uncool. There we go. So I have a list of scenarios, and you are going to let me know if they're cool or uncool. So you can feel free to provide some context as to why you feel as if they're cool or uncool. Okay. So okay. with that being said, let's get into it right now. Um, first and foremost, 
winter's extended stay. Cool or uncool? Right? Right? Like, middle of April, we still got snow. Like, I'm thinking to myself, this is usually the time of the year where I'm buying new sneakers or yeah. contemplating buying new sneakers. Now I'm contemplating what pair of boots should I wear. Like, yeah, it's not a good look, man. It's a flop look. Um, The NBA playoffs right now, cool or uncool? It's interesting, bro. I, uh, I want to say it's cool, bro. Okay. I want to say it's cool because, man, I just really hope the Raptors at least make it to the finals. Man. I know, right? And, like, every single game that they play, my heart pounds up. Of course it does. So it's, it's, cool. it's anxiety. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, definitely. I love how they're doing it right now, actually, man. Like, I can't remember what the score is, but they're up 2-0 in the series against Washington. We've never been up 2-0 before. So, yep, yep. tonight, it's a golden opportunity to go up 3-0. If that's the case, then... We might be able to go for that sweep. I'm just saying. We might be able to. Is that the first in history? It is, yeah, for us. Woo! Yeah. Especially against Washington. I hate Washington. Why? I, they talk so much. Like they're, How are you going to hate John Wall, bro? No, Bona John Wall. <laughs> Listen, they believe in their own hype so much, it makes me sick. They actually had the audacity to say that LeBron James was trying to avoid them in the playoffs last year by, by flopping so that they could drop a game <laughs> to land in a different bracket. They actually said that on TV, bro. And everyone's talking about, oh, the Wizards, best backcourt in the league. Ball! Bull. Bradley just became an all-star this year. And it took like half of the all-stars moving from east to west for that to make it happen. But anyways, I'm not bitter. I'm totally not bitter. Uh, let's keep it going. <laughs> uh, speaking of NBA, <laughs> Tristan Thompson, cool or uncool? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Yo, I, I got to say, I got to say uncool, bro. I, you know what? I want to, I want to say cool though, cause like, why? Yo, I'm from Brampton. Okay. And never in any time, not even Tory Lanez blowing up, has Brampton been in the headlines like it is right now. Like, For the wrong reasons, though. No, but like everything's an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's just time for somebody to sneak in and just be like, hey, let me take that. Jeez. <laughs> But I'm not gonna lie, shining a lot of light on some beauty on this in Brampton still. You, you know what the joke is though, like he cheated on his pregnant girlfriend who is Chloe Kardashian. But didn't he do that with Chloe or with the other one? Previous, yep, yep, yep. Oh man. Know, at, at least he's consistent. Oh boy. <laughs> he needs to be consistent on the court. That's why he's not getting any playing time. About what, eighty-eight million dollar contract? Yo, I'm gonna waste the money. Which is why he's out there kissing random chicks, bro. Jeez. <laughs> With eighty-eight million dollars, he already calculated how many kids he can have before oh he runs God. out. He's like, ah, I'm pretty close. No. You know what? He probably <laughs> did do that. I wouldn't be surprised. Yo, he is living up to the Brampton stereotype, Stop man. It's, it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, shouts to Four Y'all Entertainment. Y'all like one of the only people holding it down for Brampton right now. My uh, man Tremaine in here too. Yeah, that's uh, that's about it. And maybe Russell Peters. Russell Peters always holds it. Yeah. Oh, and, and Alessia Cara, too. She's dope. She's oh, dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? We kind of already talked about this, but I'm going to talk about it again real quick. Um, Beyonce killing it at Coachella. Cool or uncool? That's mad cool, man. Yeah. That's mad cool. I love, again, which, uh, I don't know who, I don't remember who the conversation was, but basically it was just like the whole idea of the fact that they thought that the white population wasn't gonna get it. Right. And she was they were like, yo, you're taking a huge risk. And she's like, yo, I'm I've gotten to this point in my career. Yeah. And I've done so much to get to a point where it's like, I have to take this chance. Yeah. My and like my purpose is to make sure that black is beautiful. Right. You know what I mean? Pretty much. And in my opinion, her legacy is already cemented. You know what I mean? Like she's done half of what people would even dream of doing in the music industry. So it's like he's she's it's a victory lap for her at this point, if I had to be completely I love that. honest. That's the best way to put it. It yeah. literally is a victory yeah. lap at this point. It's the same reason why Jay Z put out 444. Like, what hasn't he done in hip hop? You know what I mean? Or in entertainment in general? That's like, He's got nothing to lose. So, so well put. Bro. Yeah. So well put. For sure. And we got one more game to play. This one's always a favorite on the network, and this one's called I'd Quit the Game. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. Yeah, it's it's been a while since you played this game, so I'll give you I'll give you a brief, uh, a refresher on this one. So you're you're the eligible bachelor in this alternate universe, oh, all right? So you're wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, and all that good stuff. But there comes a point in everyone's life where they got to quit the game, so they got to settle down, move into the white home with the white okay. picket fence, okay. you know, with the Woo! apple pie cooling on the windowsill, Woo! the tire swing, Woo! Spud McKenzie looking dog, all that good stuff. 
expensive Spud McKenzie looking. Back. Right, right, with a little eye patch, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to quit the game for one of these two leagues I have handpicked, who would it be for? And I call this one the Avengers Infinity War edition, since it's coming up very soon. <laughs> would you quit the game for Scarlett Johansson, who plays uh, Black Widow? Uh, or would you quit the game for Zoe Saldana, who plays Gamora? There is no wrong answer. I'll just say that. Bro, Wakanda forever. I already know who you mean. Yo, don't kill me. Don't kill me. This guy played so safe. He played it so safe. He wasn't even trying to take chances. He's like, yo, man, Tristan Thompson out here rooting for Repton, man. I can't do any wrong right now. I got to be. You know what? I'm not even mad at that. I'm not even mad at it. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Tremaine on the show, and we're going to get to a lot more stuff. But before that, we got to get to a single, and it's called Bury Me. And it features uh, my man. Is it um, uh, who, who's featuring it, by the way? Johnny Darko. Johnny Darko. There we go. Yeah, yeah. All right, then. With that being said, keep it locked. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it is your man, DM Cool. And this is Cool Radio. I still got my man Tremaine in studio right now. Say what's up to people. What's up, what's Yeah. So we're about to get into Trip Talk, ladies and gentlemen. So that's three topics, three of the hottest topics that happen within pop culture. And we're about to get into it. And it goes a little something like this. So... Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. So, with the first topic, we got to talk about Kendrick Lamar, all right? So, this guy's already having a dope year. Like, he had a number one charted album with the Black Panther soundtrack, already making moves. He had a, a monster performance at the at the Grammys this year. And now he can add Pulitzer Prize winner to his uh, illustrious award case because he has won a Pulitzer Prize for the Damn album. And it's the first non-jazz slash classical album to win that award first of all that's freaking huge like that is dumb like i've never heard i've never heard anyone winning a pulitzer prize for an album before personally no. especially when it comes to hip-hop no so what do you think about that like as far as like how big it is um i'm torn bro okay because it is really really big right but like my issue is that this year uh-huh. well 2000 the end of 2016 and into or sorry end of 2017 into 2018 yeah i feel like for a lot of places like the grammys mm-hmm. and uh academy the academy awards mm-hmm. and now the pulitzer is like it's like some like gimmick thing or like not even a gimmick it's kind of like all right hip-hop's like the most popular thing <laughs> right black right. people are like winning all over the world right all right let's let them in Right. <laughs> right. So you, you feel like so you feel like like all those corporations are just trying to jump on the gravy train, so to speak. One hundred percent. Right. Like it, especially if you look at the Pulitzer, like the Pulitzer exists. The idea of the Pulitzer exists to shed light on uh, genres that are basically going extinct. Right. You know what I mean? So like, usually. It's a classical music, th- uh, classical uh, album that wins, mm-hmm. and if it's not classical, then it's jazz. Right. And jazz just got in there in the was it the it was the seventies or the nineties? Probably nineties. I'm thinking I, it's probably the nineties. Yeah. And it's just like, man, like really. And then it's just like the way that uh, like they presented it to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just it doesn't even fit the rules. It's like. Even when, uh, so they talk about it in, there's this New York Times article that talks about it. And it's just like, all right, well, we want something that is like kind of hip hop in the runnings. Mm-hmm. And before this, so he wasn't even the first person to win, uh, first uh, hip hop album to win. The first hip hop album to win was mm-hmm. Hamilton. Okay, okay. The musical? Yeah, yeah. Which like. Well, the Hamilton mixtape? Was it? Yeah. Was that the one? Okay. Yeah. Which I have my. Sure. <laughs> you have a lot of things. I mean, it's, but that's it's why you're here. It's funny, man. It's like, I'm, I'm going to say it. I feel like when we were all in school, we had yeah. that one white teacher uh-huh. who was like, yo, I'm going to teach you history by spitting you a rap. And you're like, come on, dog. Right, right. Come on. With like, don't fake shit. the funk kind of thing. And then one of them won a Pulitzer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. Now we're just like, fuck. 
all the kids in school got to deal with that for the rest of their lives because everybody's trying to get that Pulitzer. Right. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. You know, trying with the kind of half glass full theory over here. Like, what you're saying is totally legit. Like, I'm not taking that away at all. I think on the flip side, however, I think we, we can look at this at a moment in hip-hop where we can say to ourselves, for all the people who think that hip-hop is a fad or was a fad, or for all the people who don't understand hip-hop and they're more incensed with a lot of the, you know, buffoonery that goes on with the hip-hop, with the the Takashi the, the 69s and all that stuff. At least we can look on, to, on this side of the spectrum and be like, oh, this person won a Pulitzer, like... Let me listen to this album because I've never heard it before. Like it must be that good if it's within this kind of hall. And and I feel like with an album like Damn, which is my favorite album of 2017 as far as hip hop goes, I felt like it's a great induction to kind of shed light onto you know a genre that never really looked at hip hop as much as they did with the classical genre or the jazz genre or any other so to speak. So I feel like this is a is like a milestone that you know they can look at going forward and be like, okay, if this album got in, then maybe there might be other hip hop albums that are worthy of going in going forward. One hundred percent. My issue with it is that, just like, um, what was it? Just like, um, fuck, um, lost my train of thought. Yeah. Basically, what I'm trying to say is like, mm-hmm. why is it always that? Like, okay, this is what I was gonna say. Sure. Just like the black, pre- the first black president. Yes. Why do we always get things mm-hmm. when it's burning down? <laughs> I, I get what you mean. I you know get what, what you mean. It's, yeah, yeah. it's like it's like okay, cool. Like we've gotten this opportunity, but then the reason why we even want this opportunity doesn't like it's, the structure doesn't even exist anymore because right. now all the people who are like uh, important in regard to making that opportunity as monumental as it is have backed out. They're like, we don't want any part of it. You so like, you mean like, the people who are fighting for that, right? Essentially, or it's not even the people who are fighting for that right. It's like it, it, uh, in like in history, it's always like, all right, um, for instance, the Grammys, yeah, like every artist wants a Grammy, yeah, but when the Grammys was created, mm-hmm. it was created to basically section off a, 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 a group of music to be like the iconic. It's like, yeah, we're doing this because we have to make sure that our music is more important than anything else, right? Right, right, you know what I mean, yeah. and then hip hop caught steam, and they're like, oh. Fuck. Okay, now we got to include Yeah, we got to include you guys. Right. And then it went from inclusion to, like, them being like, all right, just fucking take it, bro. Like, right. <laughs> here's yours. Okay, you Kendrick, you can open it. up the Grammys, damn it. You know we need these ratings, please. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's just, like, when it's, is there going to be a period in time where we take something like fucking Soul Train or, like, right. how big BT was, and we're like, no, we're going to hold on to it, and we're going to, like, make it our own, and we're going to make this the biggest thing, more bigger than yours, and you're going to want to come here. You guys beg us instead of us begging you now. Well, I think it it comes with the quality of who they're putting on their nomination list and also who they have including in their performances as well. Because if you look at, let's say, the BT Hip Hop Awards, for example, that is one award show I haven't really watched in like the last two or three years because I feel like it's become a hashtag production in the sense of, okay, let's just get the hottest rapper who's on social media right now, get him to perform, and so on and so forth. It's only come to a point where like I'll only see... I'll only tune in for the ciphers, if anything. And even then, that's starting to lose a little bit of steam as well, depending on who you have. Like, I think like the best year for ciphers was probably 2011 or 2012, because that's when they had all the crews. So like MMG, Good Music, TDE, yeah, like yeah. that. That those two years, they had all the crews. You know what I mean? And now, now they'll have a pretty good cipher once in a while. Like you may have like an Eminem, for example, who, who might. I I. I liked it because of the no, message. Didn't. Yes, I did. Because of the message. Because of the message. I liked it because of the message. <laughs> I've heard Eminem rap better than that before, but because of the message, I give him a pass on that. Not saying it was the greatest thing in the world, but the message is what I was in tune with. I wasn't looking for him to be like all super duper, super duper lyrical, miracle, all that, whatever. Fair enough, whatever. That's your opinion. I get it. You're Mr. Contrarian tonight. I get it. But yeah, like. Yeah, like what you're saying about like award shows and having ownership of award shows, like that's the reason why we have the BAT Awards, the Soul Train Awards, the NAACP Image right, Awards, and what my have thing, you. And this is where I feel like we go wrong all the time mm-hmm. is that we create this thing and we're like, we're going to do it only for our stuff. So right. It's like, all right, we're going to do this for hip hop and it's right. going to be big, but then it plateaus because it's like, you can only go this far with hip hop. You right. have to be inclusive. You have to get to a point where you're like, all right. The same way we're begging to get in there, yeah. we're just going to include your best artists because they already fuck with us anyways. We already write for Madonna. We already write for Lady Gaga. We already right. do all these things. So if we bring them all over here and treat them as good or maybe not as good, but we include them a little bit more, mm-hmm. then our, our art 
becomes the bigger one. Our art becomes the right. thing that everybody wants to listen to and watch because we're already more entertaining. Yeah. The BET Awards has always been more entertaining than the Grammys. Right. Always. Oh, yeah, of course. Always. It's true. No, I'm not disagreeing <laughs> you know with that. I'm, I'm not disagreeing like, with that. I, I think the important thing is, like, we each have to share with one another in order to kind of, like, ascend, basically. Because, like you said, we only get to a certain point before we plateau. So what do you have to do? You have to include certain things to kind of spice it up a little bit. Same with the Grammys. You can't always have, like, Shania Twain and, like, oh, and you know, Michael Bublé singing duets for one another because yeah, it becomes a snooze way. fest. So that's why you include a Kendrick Lamar yep. to rip up the show. Yep. That's why you include a Beyonce yep. to just slay whatever she touches. Yep. That's why you include, you know, Adele, who has a stylist of a black artist, but it still has a white visage to kind of cross over on both sides, right? That's why you have to include certain things. And let's, I think... Let's not avoid... The conversation that Adele is one of the most hood chicks low key. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, big ups to XL Records because they put so much makeup and work into that girl to make her look like she's a motherfucking like innocent doll. <laughs> but Adele is the most hood chick. If you type in Adele on Google and yeah. you look through her Google images, yeah, you'll see some hood ass images. That girl's hood. I mess with Adele. Which is probably from Brixton, you know, you never know. <laughs> but nonetheless, overall, I think I feel like, you know, going back to the whole Kendrick Lamar thing, I think like it, it is definitely a good look because Pulitzer and hip hop don't really go to go, uh, go together often, you know what I mean? If any at all. So I feel like this could be like a gateway into, you know, including more acts like him going forward. It's kinda like with with Black Panther, for example, where you had a movie, a superhero movie that had a, an entire black ensemble, something we've never seen before. And now it's one of the top three grossing movies of in all time. of all time. Yeah. Which is amazing. The other thing that I think is really, really dope that I really appreciate about damn even being considered for a Pulitzer yeah. is that it brings us back to the conversation of what true musicality is. Sure. You know what I mean? It brings us to a point where we have to have the conversation of like what Kendrick is actually doing because he's bringing amazing full bodies of work to you mm-hmm. that have full stories. And it's really important because like, bro, I'm tired of listening to a fucking like album of fucking 14 trap songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I guess redundant. Yeah. This is like, there's no purpose. Right. You know? Shot uh, J. Cole. Oh, <laughs> man. You know what? I feel like we should just get into that right now. Let, let's just do it. But before we do, uh, ladies and gentlemen, what do you think? Like, are you happy that Kendrick got this award? Um, do you feel like it should have gone to somebody else? Either way, hit me up on all cool radio fronts at Cool Radio CC and let me know. Now let's get into J. Cole, okay? So <laughs> J. Cole's not the only artist I want to get into. There's quite a few, actually, that are releasing albums this year. So as you know, J. Cole dropped his album K.O.D. today, which is Kids on Drugs. Um, what's it? Kids on Drugs and King's Overdose, and what's the other one? Uh, I can't remember what the third one was, actually. That was the one I was trying to, I was trying to remember that right now. Right. So he dropped that today. Drake is also uh, releasing a new album June 29th, I believe, entitled Scorpion. And it reminds me of the movie Drive with uh, Ryan Gosling, <laughs> the, the jacket, because he had the scorpion on the back of it. I'm like, yo, I've seen yo, this before. I'm right I'm dead serious though. Like, I, I'm not even trying to roast. So I'm like, yo, I swear Ryan Gosling had that look. But whatever, that's cool. That's cool. I'm with it. I'm with. It. I'm not even roasting. And then Kanye and Kid Cudi announced that they're doing a dual album sometime in the summertime as well. I think June 8th is what I saw. I could be wrong on that. Yep, June 8th. June 8th. Yeah, okay. Kanye's solo is June 1st. June 1st. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the other mm-hmm. uh, uh, thing that it is is kill, kill our dream, kill our demons, kill our demons. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, so um, clearly you're not excited about one of these albums. <laughs> um, I'll say this though: I've listened to the J Cole album. I listened to it like literally like right before I got here. Um, this is easily his most darkest album. Um, he's basically just talking about. The status of like a lot of these young people growing up, a lot of people who are part of that generation of listening to the artists who are just talking about Lean and Xanax and like all these other things in between as well. Um, and he's kind of addressing that. He's not coming from a preachy standpoint because I, I think that's where you kind of lose your your audience in a sense. But I think he's talking about it from like a first person pers- uh, perspective, very similar to how Kendrick Lamar was kind of detailing that in Section 80 way back in the day. And I feel like with J. Cole, oh my God, I feel like with J. Cole, he's basically changing up his style in terms of like his delivery, basically. So he doesn't really sound like the same J. Cole. He's kind of added a few a few nuances to his delivery style in terms of using the staccato flow and all these other things in between, for example. Production, production's gotten a bit better on this one, I would say. Um, I don't, I'm not going to rank it right now because it's too early. It's way too early for that. But 
it's definitely very refreshing to hear like a different take on on Cole in terms not just in terms of subject matter but in terms of how he's delivering his lyrics now so it kind of it's almost like a tune-up in a sense i would say um beyond that i would definitely say that it was better than for your eyes only i feel oh. like i no, i feel like that was the album that he kind of lost me on to be honest not because of the content but i felt like his production on there was very oh. it was it, it, it was very redundant to be honest and like I and i tried like, to like it too i tried i feel like the big thing about uh for your eyes only uh-huh. is with like most albums that are just like oh i'm dropping an album tomorrow yeah like it doesn't give you an opportunity to actually like vet your audience, right? Right. And J. Cole is definitely somebody that needs to pretty much vet his audience. But does he really though? Because he, he does units. Okay. He, he does he he does units. Yeah. But I was discussing this because he exists, like his class, mm-hmm. Drake, Kendrick Lamar, ASAP Rocky, all of those people were the last people that existed in a class where it's like our first instinct mm-hmm. is to buy or support. Mm-hmm. Now the instinct is all I have to do is stream, right? And then I'm going to move on to another album, right? Like, you're not important, you know what I mean? You have to basically put on a huge show and give them a ton of things to purchase mm-hmm. before they'll get to purchasing your album. They'd rather purchase your clothes, mm-hmm. they'd rather purchase your app. Like, there's a bunch of things that they'll purchase other than purchasing your music. Mm-hmm. So, like, we talked about this. Like, mm-hmm. you can become an icon by doing everything and then dropping like one song. Right. Yeah, I mean, music is not the most important thing. But um, I feel like the big thing is that for like for me, for your eyes only, I dare say might be my favorite J. Cole project. Okay. For the fact that I feel like it's the most consistent like project overall. He keeps the subject matter and he's very clear and it's very like refreshing to me because of the fact that like you can feel it. Like, for instance, when he dropped uh, the neighbors video Mm -hmm. because the cops like Broke right. into his house. Okay, the neighbors think, think of selling dope. dope. My God, like, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> you know what like, there's just like so much dope moments, and then even how I feel like he did so well mm-hmm. in capturing how it feels to have a child. Like, right. and he did that for his homie. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And being able to have that conversation, it was like, yo, that's real. That's dope. That's right. like an honest moment, and it was consistent throughout. And that's the reason why the production, in my opinion, was so like. Uh, minimal minimal mm-hmm. was because there was a story that needed to be told right but then also i feel like he was getting real in tune with like his jazz influence right you know I mean? and, and, and you know i understand that like because like people kind of compare him to Nas in that sense where the production could be somewhat lackluster but because of the content he delivers it kind of makes up for that but i feel like you could still be a dope storyteller and still have like quality production at the same time which is why i always i exactly i always point to kendrick lamar he always has stellar production and he tells like some amazing narratives in, in my opinion him and lupe fiasco i, I kind of put those guys in, in that regard as far as good production and good storytelling but the reason is because and this is one of the my biggest issues with j cole okay is that for some reason, he he has this like bone to pick where he feels like he needs all the credit for everything that he does. So he has to pr- produce at least eighty percent, right? And he has to not have features, like right, bro. Just have a feature, bro. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know what? A, just give us a what, like. I guess you know what it could be. It could be ego. It could be looking at his budget, for example, for the album. Like you never know what what's going on in his head, right? Because. There are a lot of artists who have like a lot of pride and a lot of ego when it comes to that. Like Big Crit, for example, was someone who kind of had that same mentality as well. And then he opened up about reaching out to other producers. Like he reached out to like Ninth Wonder, for example, mm-hmm. for production. And he's mm-hmm. like, wow, and all I have to do now is focus on my lyrics. I only have to focus on beats. Project was the last Crit project. Forever is a mighty long time. It reminded me of Crit was here. That, that was like, it did. It did. You know I, mean? I agree. I agree. So, that so was good. the was most so soulful album of 2017. If so it weren't for Damn and 444, that would have been my favorite album last year. <laughs> that was like, man, I want to put it up there. But 444, I needed that from Jay. <laughs> even though it's just being in the conversation is enough. Yeah. No, that album was great. Like, I was wondering why it took him so long to come out with an album. I'm like, oh, you know what? It's a double album. It sounds amazing. I'll give you that, Chris. I'll give you that. <laughs> but let, let, let's move on, though. Let's move on. We also got um, Kanye coming out with an album in June as well. Um, what's uh, what, are you heavily anticipating that? Like, what, what's your take I on mean, that? Everybody knows, like, I'm I'm basically Kanye's son. So yeah, you you're definitely Kanye <laughs> stan for sure, for sure. I'm, I'm big on the Kanye train, so I'm definitely super excited, and I'm excited for the fact that if the tweets mm-hmm. connect the same way that TLOP connected with like the sh- the structure or the subject matter mm-hmm. it's going to be v- 
very like the tweets to me that he's doing and how like soulful and connected like this the tweets feel and how emotional it is Mm -hmm. i feel like bro we might get another like college dropout okay okay (laughs) okay i I gotta stop you right there i'm sorry i gotta gotta stop you right there because i was just about to say (laughs) oh you're giving some cool job real quick because i was just about to say like when it comes to me like ever since jesus i've been very hesitant and cautious with kanye because Anyone who knows me, I've been like I've come up with Kanye since I was in like the tenth grade, basically. Because College Dropout was like for me, basically. Is that one album that's like he has dope songs. He's not a gangster. He doesn't have to prove that he's a gangster that he's hard, or is that he has like over amount of my cheese or anything like that. I got it right, and I was with him even with the eight oats and heartbreaks. I was still with him because there's still a concept behind it. But when he dropped Jesus, I was like, man, what are you doing? Like this ain't you, bro. Like. And then he started, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know, I know. And we've had this discussion before on the air, too. That's a joke. And then he started dating Kim Kardashian and everything. I'm like, yo, you're getting yourself involved with the wrong element. And then he put out Life of Pablo. It's like, okay, it's better than Yeezys or Yeezus, but you can still do better. You know what I mean? You have a few good records on this on this album here and there, but the way that album was rushed, the way that it wasn't mixed properly, the way you had to change the title of the album three times, it's like, Dude, dude no, it's no, I had to. I feel yeah, like I had to though. There's so much importance in what TLOP did for the industry. Man. What did it's it like, do though? It's like, yo, okay, for two, there's a few things. Yeah. Right? And the one thing that I loved about it is that like, there are so many aspiring uh, musicians and artists in the world. Yeah. And like before that, there's this whole idea that your package has to be completely perfected. It's like, give us this when like everything is completely done but like there's so much especially in a in in the time that we're in right now where everybody wants to be a part of your entire life there's so much to be said about what you're able to learn and how much you're able to to be able to grow as an as a up-and-coming artist mm-hmm. by being able to look at the process of TLOP and see somebody at the, a vulnerable point like that and still put out a freaking amazing project with the idea that that if you take it in in its context and the fact that it's the duality between like the money and the greed and like the the uh, like the soul and like the gospel side and like and like heaven and Christianity like it's amazing bro it's amazing it goes uh. so well and like the thing that I love about it as well is that it's the first time that we've seen Kanye take a step back like everybody knows and like people talk about it all the time that Kanye is uh, um, he's a he's a conductor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, mean? I, I get that. He's a yeah. person who takes a bunch of people mm-hmm. and creates a beautiful project that's mm-hmm. not only himself. Right. What like? I think the best is, example is, of that was my beautiful Duchess of Fantasy. In yes. my opinion, that was and the best that, example. Of and that. that was the transition point as well for him because before that he was J Cole. Before that, it was the Kanye show. It was like, nah, I got to make sure that I produce 90% of this. Right. And but that, it sounded dope, and, though. And it, it sounded, sounded dope. Yeah. And it sounded amazing. Yeah. And that's where, that, that's where the split in fans happened. Because there's fans that like the J. Cole Kanye. Uh-huh. And then there's the fans that like the new Kanye. That's more the conductor. I like both Kanye's. I love both Kanye's to death. I still go back to, to songs like Two Words. Right. And, and, and uh, Never Let You Down. Right, right, I, right. I still go back to all those because I right. love them. But then I transitioned. I got to, like, I got to get on my ignorance. Right. Shit. And, like, don't get me wrong. I don't mind conductor Kanye, but like when the content kind of suffers for it, then it's just like it doesn't suffer. It, it does. It does. Cause yo, yeah. Listen, man. Yeah, listen right here, man. Because like <laughs> I feel like with with, with uh, the life of Pablo, it's just like again, it was a rushed album. And it's like I get what you're saying, like packaging all together is so difficult. But like you've been doing it this entire time up until that point. So like why couldn't you just package package it up nicely for all of us to enjoy? For example, I'll, I'll put this on a minimalist example. If you're ordering a pizza. And you get your pizza, and the cheese is sliding oh, off, and like, and like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, and the and the, the cheese is half melted, and like, and like the veggies aren't even cut properly. I'm like, what the fuck is this? That's like, you, you did, but though. that's what he did, though, what man. Like, did, there was there was there was no clear there was no clear concise concept on life did. of Pablo. Yes, there to, is. There barely he was. It. it barely connected. If anything, it was a collection of a bunch of bangers, basically, no, with a few no, con- with a few no, records mm. that had a concept to it, but it didn't all inter. Twilight like it normally does on his, on his other projects. We've it. seen him. We've seen him do it before to perfection. He did not do it to perfection. Okay. He didn't I will th- give you that he did not do it to perfection. But what he did again is he did not bring you a sloppy pizza. What he did that was, was bring the pizza, oven bro. to your house. No. He brought the oven to your house. So it was an easy bake <laughs> oven then, basically. It was an easy bake <laughs> oven. That's what it was. 
What's it? Uber Eats? He gives was, Uber Eats? Was, <laughs> have you ever seen what's that dude's name? Uh, what, uh, uh, if a Jamaican uh, was an Uber Eats. Oh, which one was that? He brings. Oh, I missed this one. He brings a man a half-eaten plate of food. Wow! And the man's like, "Me, you brought me a half-eaten plate of food." <laughs> He's like, "Yo, you're lucky." <laughs> He's like, "What? A man gets hungry in his car and there's a plate of food there. I'm not gonna eat piece of the food, fam." Take the food. I was dying. And that's what Kanye did for me with that's that album. That's what Kanye did for me. I'm sorry, man. I was like, it wasn't a bad Will album, agree. but it's just like there was very little replay value Will, for me. We'll agree to disagree because I, I replay that almost every day of my life. I can't, man. It's hard for that's, me to do it. That's like definitely easily top three albums. I want to say top two Kanye albums. What? Top two? You, you're gonna hate what. Listen, number, you're gonna hate what number two is. That <laughs> album is not topping graduation. I'm sorry, it's not topping my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Like you are for me, you are Jesus mad. And TLOP, wow, are, are amazing. Those are his two worst so albums in my so opinion. Big. Those are his two worst albums. Oh my <laughs> god, like that's why I'm hesitant to go into with this one. I'm like, I'm gonna wait. Give it like a month or whatever. Wait till all the hype dies down. Listen to it from my own accord, and then I'll, I'll be the judge of that. Cause like, you turn off all social media. I don't know, man. I just don't trust Kanye, man. I'm sorry, I'm man. Like every single one of everything that I do. I every bet you Instagram will. Photo every Instagram. I story, bet you will. My actual all, but just crying. I'm gonna be like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm so amazing. I bet you will. <laughs> oh man, I bet you will. Jeez, Louise. But let's discuss the fact that like, my thing is. Kanye and Cuddy are together. We know Cuddy's caliber. Right. We know that if Kanye and Cuddy did an album that's dropping June 8th, uh-huh. then Cuddy was definitely involved in the June 1st Kanye album. We don't know too much about who else was involved. Right. But I feel like that's enough for me. Because like Kanye and Cuddy are two of my favorite artists ever. So like It's been a minute since I've listened to Cuddy to be honest. So like I don't know what to expect from Cuddy on this project. So I'm not even I'm not even saying that as a diss. Like I, yeah. I generally don't know what I to expect. Like to me, that's that's another thing is that like and this is why I feel like there's there's also a disconnect is Kanye and Cuddy are very similar in regard to Matt, like, yo, we are a generation that suffers from depression, anxiety, a lot of like dark things. Right. And those two people suffer from it heavy right and that's why like you're not good he's not gonna stay he wouldn't stay in the path of like the light mm-hmm. and when he did Yeezus when he did Dark Twisted Fantasy when he did TLOP mm-hmm. and that's why TLOP was kind of that like mix between the dark and the light is because like he's worth 150 million dollars mm-hmm. and his wife is worth 150 million dollars mm-hmm. there's a lot of light <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of light that you have to consider. Right. But he still has to fix a lot of darkness. Right. I mean, Jay Z's worth a billion dollars and he's fucking dark as fuck. Have you seen the David Letterman, Jay Z? I still haven't, actually. Man, it's such an awkward, awkward, awkward really? interview. Because we'll get into it. Okay. Anyways, but <laughs> in conclusion with the Kanye situation, yeah. I just feel like, man. You you can't go wrong. These are two people. I feel like they're coming together uh-huh. to bring the light back fully. Right. That's why I'm saying graduation. Uh, uh, we'll it's see. Graduation, and then there's a lot of undertones of the. Darkness. We'll we'll, we'll yeah, see, man. It's I gonna mean, be everything that you want in in the in the front, but it's gonna be us in the back, the dark people in the back conducting, and we'd be like, yeah. <laughs> oh we'll man. Like, oh oh, you didn't like the electric sounds on on Jesus? <laughs> I bet. But they're in the background of this bitch, and you're still bobbing your head. <laughs> oh, man. we'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm a little hesitant right now. Like, I want to, but I don't know, man. Like, he's on two strikes with me right now, man. That's mm. all I'm saying. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But we're gonna get into the next topic right now, man. We're gonna get Real to the next one right now, man. And we- <laughs> I got that. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you think? What do you think? Are you guys excited for the new J. Cole album? Are you excited for the new Kanye album coming out soon? Let me know. Hit me up at Cool Radio CC on all social media platforms to share your thoughts. Oh, man, where we got to get to right now, man? You know what? Let's get into... You know what? We are going to get into a commercial break, actually. We're going to hit people off with the final segment afterwards. But before we do that, it's the Flashback Friday segment of the day. And I feel like because it's 420, we have to celebrate the high times within hip-hop. Therefore, let's play some Method Man and Red Man. This one's called How High Part 2. And it's on Cool Radio right after these messages. Yep. Yes, yes, yo, welcome back to the show. Once again, it's your man DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. I also got my man Tremaine in studio right now. Hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah, we just vibing. But now we have come to the point in the show where it's time to crown someone who has done some stupidness within the week of 
hip-hop and pop culture, what have you. So with that being said, <clears throat> who has entered oh, the no. show? Walk- <laughs> <laughs> You set me up. <laughs> yeah, sorry, right, uh, Captain, it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Don't worry. That was last week. He was okay, last week. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Who has entered the shallow walls on the Hall of Shame this week? Who has been crowned the captain of Cootery this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wexter of the week, and it goes a little something like. Actually, where's my Wexter? Oh, there we go. Without stress and toxic. That was last week, bro. Come on, now. That was last week. This week's Wexter of the week goes to Billboard for including a (laughs) for including one bad baby in the uh, nomination list for female rap category. So you guys are probably wondering, wait, Billboard, who, what, they have their own award show. Listen, let me give you some background detail on this, all right? So basically the Billboard has their own music award ceremony that they do. Once a year, a la Grammys, a la VMAs. The only thing with the Billboard Music though uh, Awards though is that it's become somewhat of a hashtag fest. So the le- the nominations are based on, well, they're not ne- officially based on this, but really they are based on like social media numbers and how many streams you've gotten, how popular you are within the pop culture consciousness and what have you. And so because of that. Certain artists are included in their nomination list, and only three artists are nominated per nomination list, too. So, for a female rap category, you had Nicki Minaj, understandable. You have Cardi B, more than understandable. How and is the, Nicki Minaj understandable? She just dropped that song. She dropped, what, wasn't it like late last year she dropped an album? Did she? I think it was. I could be wrong, but I think she did. If not, then that's a little weird. Okay. But I think she did last year. But anyways, that's besides the point. Okay. Um, but yeah, she she may have dropped an album, so maybe that's why she's in there, okay. or because she's been popular as a female rapper for however many years. So you know, yeah, Cache, probably yeah. And then you have Cardi B, that's self explanatory. But then you have Bad Baby, Miss Cash Me Outside. How about that? Now it'd be easy for me to give her the Wankster of the week, but she's not the one pulling the string. She's not the one saying I want to be in this list. At the end of the day, the people who are pulling the string are Atlantic Records. Because if you think about it, two of those artists are, that are on that nomination list are from Atlantic, her and Cardi B. And because Cash Me Outside Girl has been so popular on social media for, like, what, the last six months now, give or take, they want to oper- they want to capitalize on her as much as possible. So whether it's her being filmed in some stupid fight or her giving her a critique on Nicki Minaj, whatever the case may be, they want to make sure she's in the spotlight. So, of course, they're going to pull their strings with Billboard and say, hey, we want to include her in our nominees list, despite the fact that she doesn't have an album or let alone even a mixtape. I don't think she even has a new single out right now. There's only one single that she has out right now called These Hoes, and that was only popular on World Star Hip Hop. So, really... I'm not even going to give her the wax because she doesn't know what she's doing. She's be, she's just the puppet right now. I have bigger fish to fry. My beef is with Billboard because they're lessening their product and their brand by basically having a whole bunch of hashtag artists perform or be nominated on their on their, on their their show. Now, mind you, there are some good ones that are nominated, of course. But at the end of the day, let's be clear. There are some artists on there like a bad baby who shouldn't be in the nominee list, especially when you consider the fact that she doesn't even have an album out. Or not even any announcements of an album coming out, if any. So with that being said, I got to give Billboard the Wankster of the week. Do you deserve this Billboard? Or sorry, this Wankster? Of course you do. I'm going to drop it one more time just like this. Trey, what's your take on that, man? I have to agree with you, brother. I I really don't like that she's getting that shine. Yeah. Um, I guess, I mean, who else is like battling her, though? Because that one single, to their defense, that one single is the biggest is one of the biggest charters. Right, but like if we really had to be objective about this, how is it that an artist like Rapsy, for example, was nominated for like two or three Grammys, but then not nominated for something like this? You know what I mean? Because Grammys aren't fully based like Billboard's is fully based on numbers. Yeah, and and that's that's my point. Like if they're only basing it on that, then they're lessening their brand basically. They're just making it oh, yeah. a hashtag event. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just that's why Drake won how many twenty two. Oh, I can't even remember. Yeah, it wasn't 22. Yeah, that, that's Maybe it shit. I don't know. It was like a lie. It was a shit time. Right. Because it was all based on numbers. And yeah, and streams and what have you. Because, yeah. like, what was it? Um, More Life? Yeah, that had a, t- like a hell, of, hell of a ton of streams, yep. basically. Yep. 
but yeah, like it just keeps us a brand at the end of the day, especially when you have an artist who's basically, you know, um, a living meme essentially right now. Hundred percent a living meme, which like is funny, and but it's also why I kind of respect Cardi B is she was able to transition from that. Right. Like, to when I first heard of Cardi B, yeah, and like when I heard like she came from Love and Hip Hop, yeah, I was like I'm not giving. This yeah, <laughs> it's like bun this. <laughs> she, she showed over and over that she's actually an entertainer through and through. Yeah. She's not just like a meme. She's not some like YouTube celebrity. Right. Right. I Right, and, and and I brought this point up to somebody yesterday on social media as well. If you think about it, the the bare bones of the stories of Cardi B and Bad Baby, they're not that far different from one another because no. they both got noticed off of television. Yep. They both became memes. They were both openly ratchet. They both have you know been transparent about having like uh writers assistant with the records which is totally fine yep. you can swap out the stories and not tell who's who basically yep. it's just that one happens to be working at their craft a, a lot stronger i guess with the music whereas yep. bad yep. baby she wasn't even really into music like that fact, there how did she even get like i still don't understand how that happened all i remember is somebody tagging me yeah in the first song that she released and i was like what the hell is going on yeah and she got it what how what, two million dollars was her deal? How much was her deal? Uh, yeah, I think it was a two million dollar oh, deal. What? Stop this. Man. Right? Somebody needs to get these record labels because they're pissing me off. They are, man. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. But nonetheless, shout out the real artists, dude. Real, for real, for real. <laughs> and speaking of for real artists, man, what do you have any projects lined up right now? Are you more working on uh, with the Four Eyes project? Like, yeah, what, what's we're, happening we're with that? Really focused on the Scott releases right now. So yeah, that's all happening. Um, I mean, y'all know me. I'm I'm on my J Electronic out here giving y'all. Y'all know that I got the heaters, but I'm just keeping it in the vault. Yeah. If you hit me up, give me a, a call, a text, you know what I mean? Pull up at the end, you'll hear it. But other than that, mm-hmm. it stays in my possession of nobody else. That's what's up. That's what's up, <laughs> man. But it's, good. It's, good. it's coming soon, man. It's coming soon. I say that a lot, but it's, it's coming. Word, I just got to make sure it's perfect, you know? I'm I'm kind of contradicting myself because we had the TLOP conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, you know what I mean? When I drop, you'll know. That's what's up. <laughs> That's so yo, where can people find you on social media, man? Uh social media, check me out on Instagram at L D A A T I L Dati. Check me out on Twitter at Tremaine Music and everywhere else at Tremaine Music. And then check out my homie Scotty IV on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere and make sure you get that substance and abuse and download all those tracks and buy something. You know what I'm saying? Or show up to a, a show. We got like a million shows coming up. So like show up to one. We got one actually tomorrow at Rivoli if you're in Toronto. And I'm doing a couple parties next week, Thursday and Friday. So yeah, I mean, once you follow me, you'll know what it is. Bomb, bomb. That's what's up, man. Trey, I got to thank you for coming through, man. You already know you're welcome to come through anytime. I might just be a co-host. That's what's <laughs> up, man. I'm down for that. I'm down for that shit. <laughs> Yeah, next week, ladies and gentlemen, we got recording artist Nux in the Moon in studio. She's going to be talking about her music and all that good stuff. Um, you, you can find me on the social media platform of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, and YouTube at Cool Radio CC to get all of our Cool Radio info. And as you already know, Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace. Hey. Cool.